David Stockdale here, 1-3, from Wickham Wanderers, and you're listening to The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to the latest edition of The Wickham Wanderers Show, which, by my calculations, is probably somewhere around 17 or 18. I'm not certain, but I'm not counting anymore either, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Bob's back from America. Hello! Good to have you back. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Although it's been, it's been quite, it was quite nice doing it with, with you know, that we still could technologically uh, with you so far away. Well, this is the thing, you know, if we hadn't actually mentioned that I was in America, nobody would know. No, you they could... would just think that I'd been here all the time. Yeah. Did you have a good trip? Oh, it was very good, thank you. Yes. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I wasn't an award-winning sure how, travel I wasn't, I wasn't sure how much you wanted to, to, to no, just know that. about it. I, you know, I didn't want to turn it into one of those Michael Palin programmes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we could do one, couldn't we, at some point? We could, yes. Wouldn't that be nice? You and I across America. Bob's trips. Uh, coming up, we'll be hearing from manager Gareth Ainsworth reflecting on the game at Sheffield Wednesday, which feels a long time ago now, but uh, uh, seven points from a possible nine in, in recent games has been a, quite a good return. Which puts us rather nicely in third position at the moment. Uh, joint top, uh, along with Rotherham and Wigan on 38 points, uh, albeit we have played two games uh, more than Wigan and one game more than Rotherham. But the league table are looking very good at the moment. It is indeed, and yes, we are two points clear off at Plymouth in fourth place. And the big news this week, of course, Anis signs. Woohoo! Anis signs. That sounds like a little company, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, yes. <laughs> yes, he's opened up a, a new business in Booker. Um, <laughs> for all of your sign needs, go and see Anis. That's what he does when he's not playing football. In uh, fact, no, a lot of the letters in Anis are in signs as well, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the good news about it is, even if we don't actually keep him until 2024, at least it means that we get some money um, if, if uh, a big club does then come in for I was going to say, I did see on social media someone put either we're in for a big payday or we'll get <laughs> a, a, a lot of an exciting player for a long time. Uh, and either way, is absolutely fine, I think, probably with all of us. Absolutely. We'll hear from uh, the exciting 20-year-old in a few moments' time as well. Uh, also, this hour... Uh, we'll hear from Gareth again, uh, looking ahead to uh, well, what, what he'll be doing this weekend. And also, we'll catch up with Keith Mead, a former defender who uh, spent nine years at the club. What is Gareth doing this weekend? Uh, like a bit of gardening, going DIY? Well, I, I should really say, uh, listen uh, to the, later in the show and you'll find out. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yes, you should. Yeah. But he might well be going to watch some football, apparently. Oh, OK. Either AFC Wimbledon or uh, Burton. Yeah. Uh, first, though, let's look back at uh, events at Hillsborough, which uh, at first it looked like it wasn't even going to go ahead. They had a pitch inspection at 20 past one. What, what is going on with regards to the weather? I've spent the whole time in America telling people that actually, because everybody assumes that it's, the weather's really awful in England, that, you know, no, actually, it's not too bad at this time of year. Um, and then, of course, I uh, discovered that, yes, it, it snowed and the game was nearly off which slightly made a mockery of what I was saying. Um, but anyway, at least the game did go ahead. Um, and we did, I think it was all right. Uh, I think a in tall draw. In the end, a tall draw against Sheffield Wednesday. Not too bad. Um, Anis scoring, of course. Um, Anis signs. Uh, Anis signs, indeed. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, putting us ahead uh, for Sheffield Wednesday then scored two. Uh, but Jordan Abita rescuing us with a free kick uh, after 65 minutes, uh, ensuring that the points were halved. I'm sure it's not recommended, but that's quite a nice way of doing it, isn't it? So you take the lead, and then you sort of fight back at the end. Uh, Yeah, I think that's, you know, there's a sort of formula, isn't there, for the perfect game. Yes. um, uh, How you can come out happy as a fan. Um, And I think you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, if if it's going to be a drawn game, you definitely want to score, uh, score last. I think if I was the manager, though, I'd prefer about, you know, four goals just before half-time, maybe add two in the second half and then job done. Yeah, well, uh, that would be very nice. Um, but I think also on that formula, you, you know, you need to play a, send- a sent-off and a penalty as well in there. Uh, and then seven minutes added on at the end. Yes. Uh, and a bad ref that, that everyone can agree is not pretty good. So there were a few other sort of side issues to the game as well. There was a, a medical emergency. Yes. There's been quite a few of those recently. And uh, yes, also... And, uh, this, uh, I possibly will regret saying this. It might sound, sound awful. But... 
it's almost as if medical emergencies what used to happen because this never used to happen the games didn't used to get stopped no. for medical emergencies and I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all no, it, no. it's just suddenly you're noticing it all the time obviously there were two last night in the Premier League yes um, and it, it's just like, oh, okay. Well, I wonder if it's because, you know, football fans have been quite out of condition for the last 18 months <laughs> and all of a sudden they're exerting themselves yes. on, the, on the terraces. Suddenly they're thinking, oh, my goodness me, it's a long way to walk, you know, up all of those stairs. I don't know. Uh, or is it that the medical teams of teams never used to get involved yeah, and now so. they are, which, I, you know, is brilliant. And mm. if you've obviously got that medical expertise and, you know, they do sort of slightly say... You know, if you are going to have particularly a cardiac arrest, which was one of the things that happened sure. last night, I think, at Vicarage Road, mm, yes. um, was, you know, if you have it at a football stadium, that, it's quite a good place to have it. Yes, because indeed. Because you've got the defibrillators there, you've got the medical expertise, so that is, you know... That, that and there's is, usually an ambulance not too far away. And there's away probably well. an ambulance not too far away. And if you're at Vicarage Road, well, you've got a hospital right next door. Um, exactly. So, 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 yes, but uh, I don't know. It's it suddenly... It, it's this season's thing, isn't it? Absolutely, medical yes. Medical emergencies interrupting games. <laughs> it's like the new VAR... Indeed. But, with, but, you know, with all, the, letters. all the very best to, to all the people who've been involved in medical emergencies at, at football. So, yes, so, so, so the game was held up, uh, but for not too long, uh, and then eventually resumed. I think there were nine minutes of, of added on time at the end of the first half, which, you know, for Wickham Wanderers is powerful, of course, really, isn't it? And it was quite breezy up at Hillsborough as well, which you might uh, detect when uh, Gareth spoke to Phil afterwards. Gareth, a battling point here in, in tough conditions in a great stadium. Yeah, um, my boys this week have showed both sides of the game. Some fantastic football at Plymouth, you know, plenty of shots and uh, tactical nows. And then coming here, um, I'm, I'm hoping you can hear that wind on the microphone. It's absolutely freezing cold. The game was nearly called off before and, uh, and the pitch was horrendous. The conditions were terrible. If I'm honest, Sheffield Wednesday, they, they took the spoils second off. Can't, can't argue with that. Um, but my fans never stop singing. David Stockdale never stopped saving. And um, we uh, we take a point home. It's been a fantastic week, you know, three games in a week and, and seven points taking home. It's, uh, it's brilliant. Spin back to the first half. Wickham were doing Wickham things in that first half period and got themselves ahead, got the crowd frustrated. But then there's an incident in the stand which brought about a seven-minute delay and it seemed to really invigorate Sheffield Wednesday after the restart. Yeah, we, we really thought that um, that played a big part in today. You know, the, uh, there was a momentum change. We talk a lot about momentum in football and we were definitely on the ascendancy. We were playing some fantastic stuff around the edge of their box. Um, and after the break, we seemed to lose it a little bit. You know, maybe you know it was one of those things. And, uh, and you have to deal with that and Sheffield definitely came out and, and looked good and, and the goal just before half time you know really really disappointing for us but to come back the way we did fantastic free kick from Jordan you know he's, uh, he's got a brilliant left foot there and, uh, and him and JJ are, are competing for that left back role um, yeah brilliant to see that fly in um, didn't create as much as we have done today I actually thought I had a few tired legs filled today I think the, the m momentous effort that they give me um, over, the, over the last three games is, is just you know, it's taking its toll on legs and taking its toll on injuries. Um, you know, let's say like Sir Josh Scowen and uh, and one or two others. Coach Thompson's playing through. Uh, you know, patched up and 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 Sam Bolt and the, the, you know, there's a there's a few legs need resting. Um, we haven't got the ability to change up like Darren Moore did before the game. He's made plenty of changes in his team. I ain't got the ability to do that. Uh, but I don't want the ability to do it. I'm really happy where we are with our squad. We just need this 10-day break now before Burton to uh, to get everyone fresh again. And uh, looking forward to going into this winter period with, um, you know, with an exciting look at 
how many teams we've played away from home already. You know, they've all got to come to us now. Seems to be a lot of the top boys we've played away from home, which is great. Um, we're good at home. You know, we play some entertaining stuff. Guys, McCleary got plenty more minutes under his belt. Anish Mametti learning plenty of lessons today. You know, even Oli Pendle we pulled up before the game. You know, a real honest, honest. Uh, such a young man to, to say Gaffer I don't want to let the boys down today I pick something up at Plymouth and uh, don't stick me on the bench it's it's brilliant what we've got here it really is the maturity of that boy um, so yeah we're looking forward to the break uh, we'll be working hard but um, I've given the lads one or two days off now because they deserve it and uh, I think they can all uh, they can all have a have a, a gathering together and, uh, and and celebrate what they've done so far this season because Wickham Wanderers certainly have, uh, have surprised a lot of people a midweek trip to Plymouth and then a long trip on a Saturday to Sheffield Wednesday. I'm guessing you'd have taken four points at the beginning of the week from those two trips if it was offered to you. I might have took two, Phil, you never know, because it's, uh, staying unbeaten was important. But uh, to get the three at Plymouth in such an emphatic way was was brilliant. And I think that um, you know people will have short memories and think we weren't as good as we were at Plymouth today. But still, the sign of a team that might achieve something is a, a sign that picks things up when they're, when they're not at their best. Um, they gave me everything, the boys today, but I think it was uh, it was another tough away trip and uh, and, it, and it has taken its toll. Um, but we'll be back really strong and uh, and the rest will do as good next week. I have an unbelievable set of boys who I will I'll run through a brick wall for them, never mind them for me. And uh, and that's what we are here. Can't wait to get in the warm now and uh, tell them how proud I am of them. But um, tell them not to... Uh, not to go crazy with these days off because uh, we're going to be working hard at the end of next week for um, for Burton Albion at home. It's, uh, it's a Tuesday game. We want to get back to winning ways at uh, Adams Park um, and back up the Bolton victory. Um, but so far, so good here, yeah. I'm gathering from what you're saying that this Saturday off now because of the FA Cup weekend uh, not involving Wickham, uh, that's a good thing for, for some players at this stage of the season. Definitely. It's needed for us, you know. It's come at the right time. Um, it's not as though we didn't try to get through the FA Cup. I mean, the amount of chances we had against Hartlepool, but every cloud and uh, and the silver lining is a weekend off where I think we can get a few legs back. Josh Scowen obviously has been uh, has been missing of late, um, and and he's huge for us, you know. And uh, and so one or two others will, uh, like I said, they were patched up today. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's a, a few uh, medical and painkillers and, and anti-inflammatories knocking about before the game today because the boys really are, you know, they've banged up and given me everything, especially in the two last games. So to come away here, like I say, get a point. I'd have took that before the game. Um, but I might have took three when we went 1-0 up. It was uh, it was great. Fans were brilliant. Thank you so much. Came in numbers. Uh, and I think there's a lot of respect between the two clubs, especially after their promotion back in uh, 2012. You know, I think we... Uh, we, we celebrated it with them. Um, hopefully both teams are happy with the point today. It's interesting, isn't it? Is it the two points dropped or is it the one point gained? I think it's probably in this a point gained. No, absolutely. And you see yeah. where Sheffield Wednesday are as well, not far behind us in the table. And yep. obviously they're a big club. Um, they're under soil heating, obviously doesn't work very well. Perhaps they don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just for show. It's like one of those burglar alarms that doesn't actually work. Yes. Yeah. I always think as well, people have, this is going off topic, but, <laughs> but people have, I've noticed recently, or it's just prompted my memory, that, that when I used to do paper rounds, people used to have signs on saying, beware of the dog, but I didn't have a dog. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, Don't we, get me we, onto dogs, though. Okay, sorry. We, we're, we're, or dog we, leads. we have a sign saying, beware of the dog. Yeah, but got actually, four, though. I was going to say, well, it's the other way, because we say, beware of the dog, in the hope that maybe you'll think, oh, well, I'm going to break into that house because you've only got one dog, and then, surprise, we've actually got four. <laughs> 
Attacking from all angles. Indeed, yes. You should, you should put an S on the end of your sign for dogs. I know, I know. I often dogs. think that, actually. I should do, like, a little vandalised thing. Beware of dogs. the pack of dogs. They wouldn't attack you, actually. They'd snog you to death. Oh, I don't like that either. That's not the way I want to go. Um, <laughs> um, uh, the big news of the week being the securing, I think is a good word, of the services of Anis Mamati till 2024. Hooray! It's really is exciting, because I'd spoken to fans who are thinking, oh, you know, the January transfer window's coming up. Yeah, 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 definitely. Other clubs will be sniffing around, <laughs> like Bob's dogs. Uh, all of that. Um, I, you know, I think... Uh, that, Ever since we've seen Anis play, you know, those first couple of games were, were uh, in the championship early on, you know, way back when in that, how many games was it that we went, you know, without uh, e- even getting a point. Um, but Anis was really the, the, the shining star um, in those games. And straight away you were thinking, oh, wow, I can remember particularly away at Carrow Road, uh, where obviously, you know, he, he started out at Norwich anyway. Uh, and he was brilliant that day. Absolutely brilliant. And thinking exactly what you're saying looking at him thinking I wonder how long we can keep him for mm. you know we'll be we'll be lucky if we keep him to the end of the championship season the fact that we've still got him now and now we've got him until 2024 see that's why we have you on the show yeah you've been to Carroll Road you've seen Anis in action he was great he was really good though. what thing. is it that stands out the most is it is it just his pace or is it just is it, there no other? I think it's the skill level as well mm. I think I think it's those two things I think it's you know it's the pace but he's also got the skill and he's got sort of the trickery that particularly in league one not all players have, um, but you can definitely see that actually one day he probably will go on to a sign company and make say, signs. Shall we no? <laughs> shall we just say he'll probably go on to other things? Oh, yeah, because you know you could say bigger and better, yeah, but no, course. I'm not going to say that because clearly he's been signed with us still doing this thing that we're doing this season of saying, well, actually, you know, do you know what we can wonder is we we aspires to be and in all areas we're trying to be a championship club yes okay we're in league one playing at the moment but actually the structure of the club is like a championship club and i think you know and it's that's why we've signed him and great that we've got a little sort of superstar that feels sort of a homegrown product as well yeah yeah i mean that's really good you know he, he never actually made a first team appearance at norwich so he's not really theirs he's very much he's one of our own even though he's from albania shortly after putting pen to paper uh, he spoke to matt Cast your mind back to September 2020, I think it was, you stood on the pitch with three of the other development squad lads, the gaffer, Sam Grace. What was going through your mind at that time, clinching that contract, first of all? At the beginning, I was, I was, you know, I was so happy to be here. I think it was, it was it's the right club for me. Uh, I always had a vision that I was going to break through. And, you know, I worked so hard last season to, 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 to break through and, and, and as much as I, as 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 I was, I had a very good season last year. I learned a lot with the boys, and it was I couldn't couldn't thank the boys enough of 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 what they've taught me over the past year and a half. Talk through how the move came about in the first place, because obviously you've tasted academy life with Norwich, you've played men's football in non-league with Woodford, two very different experiences. But do you feel they helped you, um, you know, make it here at Wickham? Yeah, I think I think obviously non-league's got its, its pros and cons, and, and obviously academy football from the age of seven is is always a, is, is, is always a, a, a bonus. But yeah, no, you know, I, I came. I was obviously I was getting. I've been in academy since I was seven. Progressed. I was at Fulham, Tottenham, Norwich. Then I had like a few few months out, just enjoying my football again, and then I come here on a on a trial, and and, and from there just kicked on. 
Sam Grace was instrumental really in, in bringing you here to Wickham Wanderers. How big a role has he and the gaffer and Dobbo all played uh, a part in your progress? Oh, massive. I think Gracie, Dobbo, Gaffer, all of them all put them in the same bracket. Like, I couldn't couldn't thank them enough. You know, obviously Sam bringing me in and and and, and believing in my ability, and then Dobbo and Gaffer, obviously Gaffer, especially giving me the the giving me my 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 championship debut and putting his belief in me when when you know the first time Wickham's ever been in the championship. It's, it's, it's a big it's a big it's a big jump. What do you remember about that moment, crossing that white line for the first time? Because it was very soon after signing, wasn't it? Only the fifth game of the season and the staff put their trust in you in that game against Millwall. Yeah, I remember it clearly. Obviously, it's October the 17th. Um, I remember the day before on Friday, Gaffer told me, look, you've, you've earned yourself, on a, you've, earned, you've earned your right to be on the bench tomorrow, you know. And then obviously, what goes through your head is, 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 is the way it is. Obviously, I come on that day, I don't well, I don't... Just try to play my game, you know. I like to like to be free of mind when I'm playing and just do my thing. And then from there, just it's been staying there. Basically. What have been the other highlights during your time at Wickham? I think after my after my obviously after my debut, it's 100% my goal against QPR. Like obviously first professional goal, and and the way it was done, you know, it was scored in 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 the dying moments of the, of the game. And, you know, I think it was a big game, and yeah, it's been special moments all of last season. All of last year was 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 special to me, as much as obviously we 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 had a down getting relegated and that. But I think last year was so special to me. I know that moment was such a special one against QPR. It really put your name on the map. The fans were so supportive of you on social media. I guess it was gutting not to have them there, sort of singing your name. But you, you made up for that this season. And, and do you feel that the love you get off the Wickham fans? Yeah, yeah. Couldn't thank the the fans enough. You know, I see I see all of you lots love. And obviously, it was it was it's, it's been a pity to not play in front of the fans last year. But you know, this year I had a few I had a few setbacks at the beginning of the season, but. I'm still yet to show what, what what I can do. I think I've got much more to offer. I just I just can't wait to, to, to show what I'm about this year and hopefully get the team where we want to be. You mentioned the other players earlier on. There are a lot of instrumental and influential figures here. Bayo, Blue, so many other players. How big a part of they play? Because we do regularly see you chatting to them after training and, and learning tri- uh, little tricks and, and tips from them and that must have played a big part as well. Yeah, yeah. Bayo, Blooms, all, all the generals, I, I can't thank them enough. You know, they're like, they're like not only are they, are they my teammates, but they're, they're, they're family to me, you know. So they're, they're, they're constantly, you know, trying to improve me, little, little, adding little things in my game, which which they, they know because they've been in the game for so long and... and you know what I mean? Just just improving me day by day and not only on the pitch but off the pitch. So how I react to things and, and just just in general, man, they're just top guys. The whole club has, has really shown their faith in you, Rob and Pete Kuig as well, kind of being instrumental in this deal. Have you got any targets now for what you want to achieve in the rest of your career? Yeah, my targets obviously I've got my own individual targets, but right now I'm focused on 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 being at Wickham Wanderers and, and, and getting us to, to, to where we, we deserve to be and I think that's that's the championship. And, and why Wickham Wanderers? What is it about this club that makes it such a special place to play? I think just the, the, the way they've treated me um, since the day I got here and um, obviously the gaffer plays a big part in this. Um, the, the, the family, how we are as a team, 
I just think it's, it's, it's the perfect match for me and I, and I just want to show everyone what I'm about this year and hopefully get, get to where we want to be. And finally, there'll be a lot of the other young players seeing your development, seeing you sitting here with your new contract. Do you feel you can be a role model for these younger players? Because you are possibly you know, the first success story of this development squad. And there'll be so many other players wanting to follow in your footsteps and, and you can help them achieve that. Yeah, obviously, it's, it, it, I hope, I, hope I, I, show, I show everyone else out there that, that what this club is about. You know, it's, it's, it's obvious what they've done with me, so it should, should be able to attract attract a lot of players out there you know because it's a, it's a top club and, 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 and it's clear what they want to do you know bring you know, as, as long as you impress and work hard and do do, do what's, what's required of you, you you're going to get your chance Anis Malati a real inspiration and success story and you can just imagine can't you the club becoming some sort of conveyor belt and, and people like Sam Grace you know really talent spotting and, and nurturing these, these, these young exciting players and I think what's great about it is that not even for the players that we have currently, but actually for the players that maybe our scouts are identifying at the moment and then communicating that to the players or their parents or whoever and saying, oh, you know, hello, I'm from Wickham Wanderers. You know, are you interested in coming for a trial or whatever? They'll look at somebody like Anis Mametti and think, well, look, you know, it worked for him. Wickham Wanderers picked him up and, you know, and now he's playing regularly. He's signed a, you know, a long-term contract at the club and hopefully we'll think, well, yeah, you know, that that's a good place to be. Um, and again, just the, the, you know, the opinion of the club in football circles is clearly very, very highly thought of. Um, just the fact that so many players come back and we've said that, a, you know, a lot, uh, many times on the Wickham Wanderers show, but the club is a good place to be. It's, it, it looks after you. Um, and I don't think you can say that about lots and lots of football clubs, sadly. It, you know, uh, we are lucky in a way that we are unique, I think, in the way that Gareth and Dobbo and uh, the Higgs look after people. It, it Possibly we shouldn't be unique, but sadly, we are one of the few clubs that, that are, you know, uh, a club that cares not only about your professional playing development but also your development as a person and you so, mentioned parents as well it's really nice that Anis's family uh, yeah. were at the signing as well yeah yeah really really nice uh, excellent for Anis you know he's he's a nice guy you know he quietly gets on with his business um, and you know again yes he's he's one of those players he, he's got the flashy skills but he doesn't necessarily he's, he's not a flashy player if you know what I mean Definitely. Still to come on this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show, we'll catch up with manager Gareth Ainsworth, reflecting on uh, recent events and looking ahead to the coming days as well. And uh, the next game at Adams Park on Tuesday, uh, we'll hear from Keith Mead next here at Wickham Sound. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Still to come on this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderer Show, we'll catch up with manager Gareth Ainsworth. Uh, we'll uh, reflect on the signing of Anis Mametti, uh, his new contract, and also find out what the manager and the players will be doing on their weekend off. Well, sort of off. Uh, they're not in the FA Cup, of course, so uh, they're not playing this Saturday. Next in League One action next Tuesday night at home to Burton Albion in what's been designated the Rainbow Laces game. More on that a little later on as well. But first, continuing in our series of catching up with Wickham Wanderers' former stars, thanks to the Wickham Wanderers' ex-players Association, uh, we hear from Keith Mead, a central defender from the 1970s, played a key role in many, many games, including a famous FA Cup tie. And uh, here's how he first became a Wanderer. I wish I could remember the year precisely. I think it was 72, yeah, around there. And um, I met Brian and John Delaney had said to me before, well, you know, why don't you come and join us? And I was 
Yeah, I thought, mm, that's interesting. I met Brian and uh, we, we met somewhere in Marlow, that sort of location. And, yeah, I was happy to sign up. And uh, it all kicked off from there, really. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, in hindsight, I'm just so grateful to be given the part, uh, given the opportunity to be part of such a successful sort of setup, really. You know, it was everything I could have wished for. I bet you couldn't have imagined you'd have stayed for so long either. Well, I, I think once you once you got there, and uh, you know, it's the players and the, the crowd and the committee. The whole thing was just, it was just like an extended family, really. Um, it was certainly some of the most happiest times of my my you know my my career. That's for sure. No question about it. I mean, you speak to, to former players from different generations and they all say, oh yeah, our group had great camaraderie, but, but the team that, that you were part of around those, those times, does, that does seem especially to apply to. Uh, certainly. I mean, the, the group of players that, I, you know, that I, I was joining, you know, people like you know, Delaney, Maskell, Hollyfield, people like that, uh, Terry Reardon, I mean, they were just a great, great crowd of guys, you know, apart from being, you know, super, super players. You know, uh, I, I, I've said it before, and I've known, you know, uh, but I've said to people that you know I, I felt a bit like a mongrel at Crofts, really. You know, when I rocked up and thought, "Wow, this is a lovely setup." You know, I felt very privileged and honoured to really be part of it. If I'm, if I'm honest, I understand you're a bit of a practical joker in the dressing room, though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you've got, you've got it. I, I was always the, I was always the, the one that did things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was the one that uh, tried to lighten the mood. You know, Brian, I remember when we were playing in a cup tie at Cardiff and uh, he said, uh, liven them up, he said, tell him a few stories. He's, he's dead as a dodo in there. Right, OK. So, you know, it was, I, I suppose I was the one that had to sort of just lighten the mood and things, you know, which I, don't, I never minded doing, frankly. <laughs> every Every dressing room needs someone like that. Absolutely. I, I sat in a hot bath, masculine, to probably tell you, and uh, I got in the bath and, I, and uh, the hot, it was absolutely baking. And I sat there up into, you know, I, I, we can't, it doesn't happen now, does it? But I sat up, you know, in water up to my neck. Mask said to me, what's it like? I said, lovely, absolutely fantastic, because I, obviously underneath it was cooler. <laughs> he hopped in. <laughs> it was absolutely burning me. <laughs> The water was so hot. Oh dear, I couldn't stop laughing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the sort of stupid things that I did. But there we are. <laughs> it's fantastic that you can look back on those sort of occasions and uh, off the off pitch, uh, off off the off the pitch activities as well. But uh, on the on the pitch as well, there must be so many great memories that that you have from from being key parts of the side. You know, not least we've got the FA Cup uh, second round coming up uh, this weekend, which which your side obviously got further than. Yes, we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, and we beat, you know, football league sides to get there, you know, quite, you know, Bournemouth and, and people like that. And you think to yourself, wow, you know, uh, it really was something. And then to, to play at Lokes Park then, I mean, I think there must have been about 15,000 there, you know, when we played. Um, it certainly, I mean, I, I suppose looking back, we... We should have, really should have won at Lokes Park. We had the opportunity, but, you know, there we are. You know, we lost in pretty well, you know, the closing stages of the game, of the replay, 
but and and at that time, you know, there there was Middlesbrough, you know, top of the well, what would now be the Premiership, you know. No, absolutely, quite a, a moment of pride for for everyone connected with that game or, or two oh. games, I should say. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think it just showed you that the the quality of people and players that we had. I mean, um, you know, when when really put, you know put you know put put against it, we we, we you know we, we we came out on top. I mean, we it was a very successful time to be at the club, and it was just wonderful to be part of it. I must say, and not just the FA Cup, it's in titles as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Anglo-Italian Cup. I mean, how was that for being Pathfinders? You know, there, there was a brand new competition and I think the top non-league, we were considered, you know, the top non-league club, I think, at the time in England and played Monza in a two-legged affair, you know. And, I mean, that was a first, you know. Yeah, wonderful, you know. You know, that's pushing the boat out of there, isn't it, really? No, definitely. And we've spoken to Brian uh, Lee on the show as well before, but what was he like to, to play under? Well, I mean, he was a huge influence um, on us all, really. Um, a, a wonderful guy. Um, and I think he was the one that, that, that took the club and into the direction, you know, and, and was the way, you know, started the whole thing off. It was it was great. You know, he and John Reardon, the whole setup. you know, it wasn't just the players, it was the whole team behind you know behind as well you know it was it was it was a wonderful time to have been playing that's for sure i understand today would have been uh john's uh, 88th birthday so a fantastic you know contributor to the club generally oh 88 gee whiz yeah yeah oh, we're not going to go down the age route i think you know <laughs> no so sure well you know i'm 76 now and uh I keep, you know, I say to to when I speak to John and people like John Maskell, you know that, you know that you, you, we we seem to lose people every year, you know, which is such a sad, sad thing. I think we struggle to get a five-a-side team out now at the moment, Colin. I don't know. Does it feel like a long time ago, though, or does it feel quite recent when you were playing? Uh, yes, it it feels like, it does feel a long time ago. I don't think. Football is quite the game that it was when we played. If I'm if I'm being honest, you know, uh, the game the game has changed, and for obvious reasons, you know, past COVID and uh, just the way that things are now refereed, and you know, I don't think that a lot of the things that went on when we played w- would be considered, you know, tackles now. And of course, we now have the issue of heading, you know. We don't know where that's going to go. They're restricting children, I think, at school from heading a ball, aren't they? And I suppose that's right. Yeah. I suppose, you know, they're, they're, you know, we spent time heading balls. That was part and parcel of it because we we didn't know any different, really. You know? No, of course, and, and you you know you see photographs from you know the times you were playing, and uh, as you say, so much seems so different. Uh, you mentioned the balls; obviously, the years ago the balls were even heavier, and you know the kits are much more basic, and and obviously yeah. as well, you know, during your time, the players were all, all had other jobs too. Well, absolutely, yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> I, we, I, you know, you can imagine when we had to play the replay for uh, Middlesbrough. Everybody was rushing around because it all had to go back and speak to our bosses and say, look, uh, uh, can we take a day off? What for? Uh, Well, because, uh, you know, we're playing football. And you can imagine it didn't didn't go down too well. (laughs) And we, yeah, we all had to sort of, you know, we had, you know, 
people rushing around. And I can remember getting back to Wickham, I think, on the coach at about 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, rushed back home, got in the shower, got changed and went straight into work. That was it. And that was how it was. No, it's a, it's a great sort of consideration, isn't it? To consider, to think about all the, the travel as well, and as you say, sort of the training and, and games as well. Well, you know, uh, yes, you, you sort of what you did. You, you know, you sort of built your sort of working life a little bit around around the fixtures. You know, oh, where we? Oh, Tuesday night, I've got to be at Walthamstow Avenue. Oh, right, crikey, you know, we've got to be there for six. Oh, dear me, you know. And so you you've got to try and organise yourself so that you could do that. You know. And that's how it was. Uh, um, but it still wouldn't have changed it, Mark. You know, I mean, we'd, we'd, we'd play probably most weeks twice a week and train on Thursday, sometimes train on a Sunday. So, um, you know, all in all, it was pretty full on, you know. And as someone obviously at the heart of the defence, you must have enjoyed, obviously, that, that position and the contribution that you played in, in games. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, yes, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, it, that's true. I was a central defender, and um, yeah, I, I, I loved it. Really loved it, you know. And uh, <clears throat> it was just wonderful to, to be part of such a team, you know, with Paul Birdseye, with Maskell, and oh, it was just I could go go on there. They were all wonderful, wonderful players, you know. And so many fans, obviously, still today talk about, you know, what you achieved and how great it was to, to be watching uh, that team as well. Well, that's really nice. Um, you know, you know, occasionally I've been up to the odd um, um, game and watched the game and people have come up and spoken to me and have said, you know, said, uh, you know lifelong supporters and... And, you know, said they just remembered all these things, and you 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 realise that you sort of maybe in a funny sort of way had a bit of an impact on people, haven't you? You know, um, yeah, it's fantastic, really. And obviously, not not too much in the way of goal scoring, but I understand you got the first goal of the seventy four seventy five season against Kingstonian, of course, your your local side, which uh, which really yeah. sort of started off that magnificent campaign. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and I'd like to think that that wasn't probably one of my uh, greatest, um, you know, goal scoring wasn't my greatest achievement, really. You know, um, I was better at keeping them out. I think, you know. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what, how, how was your sort of how did your path end uh, after after your time at the club? What, what did you, where did you end up doing post post your time at Wickham? Um, I, I I played for a little bit. Um, at Kingstonian and just helped a bit on the and then helped a bit on the coaching side and then you know I thought well that's it really you know it, it, it wasn't quite well it, it just wasn't the same as as, as being at Wickham really and uh, you know I missed I missed Wickham you know and um, everything else was sort of second best if you know what I mean it was it, yeah I, I was happy to have done it but um I just decided I, I ran a couple of marathons, um, ran a couple of half, or more than a couple, a few half marathons, just to say I'd done them, you know, and that, that I'd finished. And uh, yeah, always looking to do do something sort of uh, a little bit different in, in that case. Yeah. So. I'm pleasing that your daughter's followed in your in your sporting footsteps. Well, yes, yeah, she's um, an alpine skier, um, and uh, has done extremely well. Um, yeah, she's been national national champion, um, which has been great. Junior champion, and now she's you know in the senior ranks now and working hard. 
um, to well, obviously Beijing is 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 you know the Olympics, but she'd had a nasty break of uh, a couple of years ago, which she's coming back from now, and uh, had a little bit of a setback last week. But um, we're, we're we're hoping that uh, it, she's she's still able to train and. Uh, Hopefully, uh, yeah, she's infinitely more talented than me, I can tell you. Infinitely more talented. There aren't many careers where, where you're, you're reported to be going downhill very fast, and that's a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, <laughs> which she does. <laughs> you know, if you're looking at 100 or, you know, over 100 kilometres an hour uh, on, a, on a pair of skis, you just can't envisage that, can you, really? No, definitely. <laughs> and just finally, what's your main uh, overall reflections of, of your time at the club? Oh, uh, I think it, it was probably the ha- one of the happiest times in my life. You know, I loved being being at the club. The, I, there was just the, the, I can't think of any downsides, Colin. If I'm being honest, it, it was just great. You know, the players were nice, all the committee were nice. We were successful, which is always great. You know, we had wonderful crowds. I mean, we were playing to crowds when I suppose other clubs. Where, where I just had a handful of supporters, really. You know, we were very, very fortunate, weren't we? You know, when you think about it. And then, you know, the, the, the club organised sort of end-of-season um, tours, you know, for a week, and I suddenly realised that uh, we went to places like Greece and played there, Yugoslavia, Cyprus, Italy, Malta. I mean, it was just wonderful, you know. One other side did that, and it was all beautifully organised. We'd all then have the opportunity to look at players that were hopefully going to sign the following season. Uh, but, I mean, when you think of that, you know, that's that's quite something, isn't it, you know? No, definitely. Oh, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you and, and show your memories. Thank you so much for your time. Not at all. Not at all. And uh, uh, thank everybody for the support they gave me, uh, you know, when I, when I was playing, you know. Couldn't have done without them. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. You're listening to the Wickham Wanderer Show. Fantastic to chat to Keith Mead. Make sure you keep listening to Wickham Wanderer Show, uh, which is available in podcast form, uh, where you can catch up with previous episodes and uh, re-listen, if you haven't heard them, to uh, many of the club legends, former players and managers that we've spoken to in previous episodes. They're available online, and uh, we'll be catching up with more throughout the season as well. Still to come, we'll catch up with Bob once again, uh, a bit of a look ahead to what's to come, including a roundup of Wickham Wanderers women. Uh, but first, we've been speaking to to manager Gareth Ainsworth uh, to see how this week's been different in terms of preparation with no game on Saturday uh, for the Blues after seven points from a possible nine. We've given the boys a couple of days off with no FA Cup game coming up. You know, um, I think it's a welcome time to uh, to get a few of the knocks back, a few of the injuries back. And, uh, and obviously, uh, it's... Uh, it's nice to have a weekend off, although, believe me, I, I wanted to be playing at Lincoln away. That would have been a great game for us. And uh, going back to Lincoln, obviously, is always nice for me. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to use the uh, use the days now half to uh, recover the boys and to get them physically in great shape for the, uh, for the Christmas period, uh, get a few of the injuries back, make sure we, uh, we're not overtraining anyone and everyone's, you know, in peak, peak form for Monday, Tuesday, when, uh, obviously, we, we entertain Burton, and then shortly after Wimbledon and Bolton before the the mental Christmas period, you know. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be um, used wisely this week. But um, we're still getting plenty of uh, you know plenty of tactics into the boys and plenty of uh, 
plenty of messages to them. But, um, yeah, it's nice to have the weekend off once. Is it a welcome uh, period, in a way, to kind of perhaps work on something that you wouldn't normally get the chance to or, as you say, prepare for the, the busy upcoming fixtures? Not really. You know, I, I don't think we're working on too much because of we're using the week more for the physical side. We're trying to get the boys in tip-top shape for the Christmas period. I think, historically, Wickham have... Uh, under me especially of uh we have been victims of the Christmas period, you know, maybe maybe a little bit of uh a little bit of tiredness and injuries have crept in. You know, I've had a couple of suspensions in the past which didn't help us and uh I think this year we're gonna approach Christmas a little bit differently. We're gonna try something new and uh and yeah it's uh, it's been a it's been a real eye opener, you know, to uh the, the league so far and, and the intensity and the and the teams in the league, you know, they're they're very high standard. Uh we're gonna have to be uh Let's be very good around Christmas if we're going to, you know, stay around the right end of the league. That's, that's the intention. And obviously you must be very pleased with the way things are going at the moment, uh, sort of joint top of the table, if you like. And uh, I've heard many people say that, that seven points from the last available nine is, is, is a very decent return. Yeah, it's a very decent return, especially after there was panic amongst uh, everyone else around outside this building. You know, there's no panic from anyone inside the building. We know we know what we are. Um but I think, uh, you know, we, we've got to remember not where we are too much, but where we were, you know, as a club. And uh, and I think that, that has got to settle a few nerves. And, you know, this club's at the top end of League One now. You know, if we'd have said that to people five, six, seven years ago, they'd have said, no chance, you wouldn't be able to do that, you know. And uh, and we are doing it, and we're, we're, we're proof that we're doing it, and, and it's reality. Um, I just don't... Um, you know, ever panic and don't ever lose my my calm uh, after any results. But um, uh, it felt like a little bit of worry and a little bit of panic uh, outside of uh, outside of training ground. And that was, uh, you know, and the stadium. They, they were great. Um, all the staff and the players and my staff all know where we are. Just want the fans to to, to know that we're going to have a couple of we're going to have a couple of defeats. We're going to have one or two, you know. Ipswich and Portsmouth, I think Portsmouth, we definitely deserve to win that game. And Ipswich, we we maybe deserve something out of that one. So I think performance, as we always look at, is uh, is important. My, my most worrying performance probably is Sheffield Wednesday out of the five games we've just played because I thought we were just under par, but still we got something away from home. So, um, yeah, I think the message is just, uh, you know, everyone keep calm and believe in the process that we're doing because... Uh, it, you know, it was never built in a day, as somebody once said. But we're trying to build it as quick as we can, and uh, and with Rob, Rob and Pete behind me, um, as well as a fantastic staff and playing staff, and uh, we've got we've got the building blocks, you know, structurally sound. Um, and I think that um, you know, with what we've done contract-wise over the last week, um, proves that this club is no longer a club that just gets rid of its best players or gets or gets bullied by anyone else. We. Uh, we're really in a good place, and uh, and I'm really pleased with the return of points, but also pleased that we're back on track. Um, that, um, the 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 aim of the season is always to finish in that top six, and uh, and we're still in there. Anderson signing is such such a good news story, and and everyone around the club, I'm sure, connected with the club, and obviously supporters. It seems to give them such a real lift, and, and you must be so pleased as well that that's done. Absolutely, you know, I've I've, uh, I've, I've been trying to get Anderson over the line for quite some time now, but. Um, various things behind the scenes you know um not from the club side i might add but um you know there's also agents and uh and, and obviously uh and and you know just situations uh and, and you know it was nice to be able to get anis's parents in and uh and show them 
this club we've become. You know, I'm talking to you in right now in our in our fantastic new media suite, and that's where we did all the signing with Anis. And it was nice to be able to show his parents that you know we're growing so much as a club. You know, that the pitches look fantastic, the the facilities great, and uh, and we'll look after that boy. And I think that's uh, that was really important as well as his agent who. Uh, who you know we wanted him to sign here because he knows he's going to get minutes. He's going to become a valuable asset, which which is a win-win for everybody. But um, as I say, I think the, the step for me was signing somebody that we really want, but also the clubs want as well. Um, it was brilliant to be in in that you know able to offer Anis a contract that he was happy with, and, and we could keep one of our best assets. He's a He's, uh, he's an exciting player. He needs to learn plenty uh, still, and he knows that. Um, and I think that's part of his signing here, you know. But um, going forward, and when he gets the, the ball at his feet, there's, uh, there's not many better than him uh, in tight situations. And we're going to work hard on uh, on all sides of his game and hopefully have the complete player that's going to be a huge asset for Wickham Wanderers. It's such a great story, isn't it, that he was brought in for the development squad and obviously impressed in training and about a month later was in, in the first team and has really caught the fans' imagination since. Yeah, I remember seeing him in my first, in the first development day that I, uh, you know, I, I, I watched uh, last season and, uh, and I said to Sam Grace, I said, who's that? And he said, it's Anis. And I just remember him saying, it's Anis. And, uh, and I just thought, he's, he's way better than, than this group. Um and then we signed him on the, the initial development contract. Sam did a great job with him, and uh, and obviously we, we we sort of drip fed him into the first team. But some of the uh, some of the training sessions he put on were, were fantastic. You know, he was he was, uh, was really at home training with the first team. Um, and then I think learning the discipline of football that it's not all about just getting on the ball and going forward. You know, he's got to be disciplined jobs. All, all clubs do it, you know, right from the top to the bottom that you've got to have this structure, this this base that you work from. And and uh, he started learning that. So from the story from this this Albanian boy who, uh, who lives over in East London who, uh, you know, was playing probably in, in the in the streets and in the in the cages that are fantastic for these young boys to, to learn in, you know. That's why he's got such great feet. You know, you're going to some of these built-up areas and they have these these little astroturf pitches that there's, a, there's 30 lads on it all playing and it was one of those you know and, and I think he learned quick um, how to deal with tight spaces so um, that's a fantastic asset for him to have but now opening him onto a big pitch and uh, and part of the team he uh, he's learning plenty but um, brilliant story honestly I, I, I don't think it'll be long before we see him with full Albanian caps Um you know, I think he's uh, he's well worthy of that, and uh, and again to to add to our international roster would be uh, would be fantastic. But um, one step at a time. Um, let's keep him playing well and keep him scoring goals because uh, he definitely uh, was a star man at Plymouth uh, last week. I'm really pleasing for what you're building as well. That he's keen to stay at Wickham and sees that as a good fit. Yeah, I think both uh, both have said uh, both parties have said that it's the right fit and. Uh, and for me to be able to attract players, you know, honestly, it's, geography has always been in our favour. We're close to London, and I always think about how do people get to Grimsby or Morecambe or, or, or Exeter, you know, how do they attract players? We've always had London as the geography, and that's always been helpful for us. But there needs to be more than that now. Players who are willing to move anywhere, who want to develop, they want to see development, they want to see where they're going to develop, and we're really moving forward with the. With this facility and, and and the plans we have in place, the analysis, the 
uh, the whole package here is uh, is just is just brilliant. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great that Anis could see that, and uh, and not just Anis, some of some of the other young boys and some of the older boys who want to be here and see what we're building. It's uh, it's a great place to be, and. Uh, Alex is a very welcome member of the squad. And obviously Tuesday against Burton, a great opportunity for the fans to come out and, and give Anis a great sort of reception as well. That would be brilliant, you know. I mean, it's a Tuesday night in December. I know it's cold and the nights, uh, there, there won't be too much on. Um, but um, if you can tear yourself away from either Christmas shopping or whatever's on the TV, then uh, get down to Rick and Wonders because, again... Um, the the spirit I saw in the town when I switched the lights on was fantastic. The community spirit we have those people. It's just getting them all together on a on a Tuesday against Burton that is it will game where we need them. You know, Portsmouth at home on a Saturday is always going to be full. Burton on a Tuesday night, get down there, get behind your team and uh, and see some fantastic football and some fantastic footballers. Because um, like I say, we need we need the the fans as much as uh, as much as the points and uh, they, they they help they help they're the 12th man I know it's a cliche but you really are um, and it was brilliant to see somebody travel up to Sheffield Wednesday and, and travel home with a nice point in the back because uh, was well uh, well worth the trip and strange obviously that you've played Burton very recently but obviously this will be a very different game due to the due to the cup context of it yeah I mean I think there'll be 10 or 11 changes in my team you know and uh, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll approach this in a totally different way but the game was a great eye opener for some of the development players to uh, to show what they could do um, no, but really really pleased with uh, with where we are development wise and first team wise and, uh, and hopefully the two will mix quite often during the season um, but I'll be as strong as I can against Burton we want those points and just finally I know that uh, the game has been designated the, the Rainbow Laces uh, game which is obviously something as, as a club and yourself uh, you're really keen to support absolutely absolutely if there's one thing you can be at Wickham it's, it's totally be yourself um, and we are we are so open as a club to absolutely everything um, and I say they were proud to be one of the first clubs to to, uh, to sign the charter. Matt Bloomfield a few years ago signed the charter, um, and it, it just amazes me still that we live in an age where um, discrimination happens on, on, on all levels of all different things, and uh, and hopefully one day that could all be uh, could be eradicated. But um, this, this night will go a big way in saying, yep, um, be who you want to be, especially at Wickham Wanderers, and uh, and we. Uh, yeah, we support everything that, that that comes that way. And can I just ask how you'll be spending your Saturday? Um, yeah, we uh, it will be a day off, but um, we'll be in uh, Sunday Monday, which is very rare for me. I don't we often get the boys in on Sunday because they give me everything on Saturday. But um, I will be watching uh, watching football without a doubt. You know, whether I go to a game or not, with the uh, with the age of the internet and live streaming, and uh, you can uh, you can do it in the comfort of your own home. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't get dragged to uh, either Burton or Wimbledon or, or somewhere somewhere nearby just to uh, just to see the opposition, just to give me some final prep notes. Um, but I'll give everyone else the day off. They can all relax and uh, bring all your energy Sunday, Monday, and especially Tuesday evening. Really good to hear Gareth talking about the Rainbow Laces campaign. I spoke to him about inclusivity at the club um, at the end of our uh, last season's interview. Um, and he was very, very um, positive uh, about everybody and anybody actually being part of the Wickham Wanderers family, which I think is lovely and lovely that the club are on board with the Rainbow Laces campaign.
It's a really good thing to promote, isn't it? And listening to him speak as well, you know, he, he generally doesn't seem to like understand why no. there is discrimination. And, th- and that's what I think is so cool about Gareth, actually, mm. is that when you talk to him about anything like that, he, you know, he he comes at it from that point of view, which I always think is is really really refreshing. Um, I remember speaking to him about the the Black Lives Matter campaign and the taking the knee, and he's you know he's just very much like you know he's one hundred percent on board, and, and why wouldn't you be? And it's just like yeah, it's you know it's great to hear that actually that we you know we we have a manager um, who is just so wonderful. It's in so many ways. He spoke to us on the show as well when Len Worley had his um, uh, medical emergency and, and he just seemed so shocked that it was sort of mentioned or covered in the in the news even that, that he'd reached out and, and telephoned yes, him. Yeah. Said, that's, that's, <laughs> what I, that's what you would do, surely. Yes, yeah. No, he, you know, he, he's, he's great, isn't he? Absolutely. Can Please we... stay longer. Exactly, exactly that. <laughs> yes. Please QPR and Blackburn. Because he said at the Christmas light managers. switch on, he's had, he's had offers. Yes. Oh, I'm sure he has. Yes. Have you had offers? Uh, no. <laughs> no, nor have I. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> yes. I must mention Wickham Wanderers ladies, of course, uh, this week as well, who, uh, or, or last week, I should say, have, have enjoyed last weekend. This is it still this week? Sunday it was. Um, I think it depends when your week starts. Yeah, yes, yeah. Don't, don't ask someone who's a bit jet lagged. No, of course. Second that, league win of the season, though. Uh, yeah, and, and fantastically, um, they, they're, they're climbing the table. Um, so they are now sixth um, in the. Um, What's it called? Sorry. <laughs> Southern Region Women's Football League Premier Division. Sorry, but it's got a lot of titles, hasn't it? Goodness me. Absolutely. It's not very snappy. Lucky there's um, not a sponsor as well. Um, so, yes, uh, they are, they've played uh, eight games, uh, currently have seven points, but they are above now the Winchester City Flyers, who sound more like an ice hockey team. Yeah. Um, Oxford City and Woodley United, uh, and it was Woodley who they beat um, uh, on Sunday 2-1. Uh, was it 2-1 or was it 2-0? 2-0 because they lost to them 2-1. That's yes, why that's, that's, that's why I was slightly getting confused. And next up, they are playing the Winchester City Flyers. Um, the ice who, hockey team. I was just going to say, who might be bringing their pads and their <laughs> hockey sticks, uh, which will be a bit of a surprise. Um, Quite uh, violent ice hockey, isn't uh, it? Uh, yeah, not yeah exactly, yes, yeah. Uh, you might see a few red cards. Uh, but that is at the Flackwell Heath campus of the Amersham and Wickham College. Uh, kicks off at two o'clock, and that is on a Sunday afternoon. I so you heard, you heard Gareth mention that uh, he was probably having Saturday off, but getting the players in Sunday and Monday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I reckon he's got like a guitar, a Christmas-like guitar. Yeah, definitely. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Um, Instead of a wreath on the front door. It's going to be a bit strange this weekend. It's going to be one of those, what are we going to do this weekend? Watch the FA Cup. Uh, Twiddling your thumbs, thinking. Wish, uh, if only. uh, If only we'd beaten Hartlepool. (laughs) Um, But But then we do have a game on Tuesday night. Yes, Burton again, but obviously very different to... Uh, I hope the, so. <laughs> well, as Gareth, uh, Gareth said, he'll make at least 10, 11 changes from the previous yes. uh, Burton encounter in the Cup. Well, uh, hopefully that will uh, make all the difference and hopefully Aaron Amadi Holloway um, won't be such a, a thorn in our side as he was last time when we played Burton Albion. Good name, though. Uh, you get is. a lot on Scrabble for that, wouldn't you? You do, yeah. Well, because when he was with us, he just used to be... Aaron Holloway, didn't he? That's and then right. suddenly the Amadi came along as yes. if they were trying to sell extra letters in the club shop. <laughs> Aaron, would you mind us putting your, your, your middle name in there so we can sell a few more shirts? No, I'm sure they didn't say that. Um, but yes, so, so we face Burton Albion, uh, currently mid-table at the moment. Um, one of those games that you do look at really and think, well, yes, if we're serious about this promotion business, that's a game that we should be winning at home. Uh, imagine this is going to be rather cold. So yes, the battery-operated trousers will be in operation uh, on Tuesday night. Kick-off, of course, 7.45 at Adams Park. Should we be concerned, if concerned isn't too strong a word, uh, that we've played a couple of games more than many other teams around us? 
No, because I think it all shakes down at the end of yeah. the season. I think, you know, once you've got to the sort of 40-game mark, um, if if then there are a couple of teams... But, I mean, again, look at actually thinking of it, look at last season with regards to Rotherham. Mm, true. Um, you know, and I know that that was due to COVID and that they had a ridiculous amount of games, but, you know, they, it didn't help them in the end. So, no, I, I don't think we have to worry too much about it. In a way, it's better to have played the games, isn't it? Yes, that's true. Points in the bank, that sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, and we do now, of course, have two home games in a row because after Burton Albion, um, AFC Wimbledon yes. are, are the visitors to Adams Park on December the 11th. So you asked what Gareth will be doing over the weekend. He'll be watching either AFC Wimbledon or Burton. Oh, yeah, he will indeed, yes. Along with opening his advent calendars and, and whatever. <laughs> and singing. Probably yes. singing, I imagine. But they show, are they selling advent calendars in the Wicked Wanderer shop? Well, it's a bit late now. I was going to say, probably reduced yeah, now. Exactly, yeah, yeah, half price. You know, you open it up. Oh, look. Door number two today, it's Anis Mametti. <laughs> no, actually, it'd be Jack Grimmer, wouldn't it, number two? Yes. Yeah. Good thinking, yeah. Yeah. 1-3. One, 1-3. Three. One, three. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. The Wigan Wanderers advent calendar. <laughs> Why hasn't anyone thought of that? We should send you to the club shop, actually. We should have our Christmas edition send you around for the, the club shop to get some I'm, ideas. I'm full of ideas. <laughs> advent calendars, battery operator trousers. That's what you need. <laughs> What have we got coming up next week? Well, we will be reflecting on the game uh, against Burton Albion. We'll be looking forward to the game against AFC Wimbledon. We'll be hearing from Gareth Ainsworth. Um, and uh, we'll be finding out how Wickham Wanderers ladies got on uh, against the Winchester City Flyers ice hockey Wickham Wanderers women, they're called now. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, Wickham Wanderers women. I know that they listen and they're on their way to training. And now, at this time of the programme, we'd like to leave the final words to Bob. We've got all the way through the entire programme this week. And I've not once mentioned dog leaves. 